Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Yo, welcome to the program. It's about that time to start talking about football games again, Alyssa. We're going to spend some time this week getting into this Bears opener against the Rams. As painful as that might be for us, we're going to get into this matchup a little bit. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, college football got me all fired up this past weekend. Saturday was awesome, except for that Clemson game. That was brutal. But uh, I'm ready for some football talk this week. You ready for it? Absolutely. It just feels like all is right with the world now yeah, with definitely. college football back. The NFL is coming back. This is my favorite time of year, obviously, for obvious reasons, right? The weather starts getting a little cooler. You got football everywhere you look and some of my favorite holidays. And I'm just ready, even though it might be a brutal showing. I'm ready for I'm ready for some Bears football. Like, I'm just ready to see them back on my screen again and, you know, hopefully see Justin Fields sooner rather than later. First, I wanted to start with maybe some leftover rants from the preseason before we kind of dive into this game against the Rams. And uh, I think our first rant to kind of wrap it up centers on Rodney Adams, right? So this is a player that we actually talked about last week, but I ended up scrubbing it from the podcast in the editing room, Alyssa, because he got cut shortly after we were done recording and then we were going to production and all that. So we scrubbed out the Rodney Adams piece and said, we'll talk about that next week. We were very excited last week that he had made the team when we were recording uh, because he's kind of like that that fan favorite type of story the one you'd see on hard knocks on hbo right like just a good story kid made the team had a great preseason we were kind of geeked up for him to make the team but now he's not on the team he's on the practice squad less than 24 hours after i guess making the quote-unquote initial cut what's your rant about rodney adams share your thoughts with me I mean, I, I can't help but like feel partially responsible because yeah, we literally so. talked and talked about Rodney Adams, and I was like, "Yeah, he's like he's the hard knocks guy who inevitably gets cut, but he actually made it this time." Oh my gosh, look, he broke the curse, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the next day, like I'm like, I was like, Ryan, yeah, uh, Rodney Adams was waved, yeah. and I'm like, oh, we just gotta scrap that. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm disappointed because uh, I felt like once he made the team, like that was. a good sign that he was going to be a part of the team moving forward. And I think he could have contributed, but um, obviously I think his release and then, you know, signing, bringing him back to the practice squad made sense from a special team standpoint, which is something Matt Nagy had talked about all throughout the preseason, how the guys that are going to make the roster are going to be contributing on special teams. And with Daz Newsom, who was supposed to be their punt returner, the rookie six round rookie, um, you know, he was, he's on the practice squad now, but he, you know, he was a, uh, you know, he had to fight back from a broken collarbone. So he was a little bit behind. So he was supposed to be the answer at punt returner. So when that didn't work out, they had to go out and get a punt returner in Simba Webster. Uh, so, I mean, once I saw them signing, you know, Webster and then Brashad Perriman, like part of me didn't want to consider that they would release Rodney Adams. Cause how does he make the 53 man roster? And then you release him a day later. Like that's just mean. That's like, going to be a tough conversation, mean. right? That's a tough conversation. That has to be tough, the especially when you exactly. And you know, listening to Matt Nagy kind of talk about how the priest, like leading into the preseason finale, he was like, "Yeah, this this is when people can really show you what you're made of and earn roster spots." And he talked about the importance of the preseason only for Rodney Adams to do all of that and earn a roster spot and not make the cut. And you know, just it was a. That was a big disappointment, but I'm glad they have him back in the practice squad to, you know, see what else he can do probably moving forward. But 
you know, I'm a little bummed. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bummed because my hard rock, my hard knocks uh, feel good story didn't work out. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And, and he was a good story. And I think we were all pulling for Rodney Adams. A lot of Bears fans pulling for Rodney Adams. Like you said, silver lining. He ends up on the practice squad. How do you feel about the back end of the wide receiver depth chart, though? Uh, Brashad Perriman coming in. Not really sure where we're getting there, right? Demir Bird, former Patriot. Uh, he's a decent little receiver, but not sure what you're going to get out of Demir Bird. And Simba Webster, I know nothing about. I'm guessing he's more of a special teams guy, as you were talking about. Maybe Demir Bird, too. He could return punts. You know, what do you think about that back end of the, the depth chart? And are you, are you concerned at all about the wide receiver depth chart behind you know, Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney? I guess Marquise Goodwin we could feel okay about. But after that, it's, it's a little unproven. Yeah, that's what's going to definitely be a storyline to watch this, you know, this year. Obviously, when you have Allen Robinson as your, you know, number one receiver, it feels pretty good. And, you know, Darnell Mooney is looking to break out this year. And Marquise Goodwin has, has despite, you know, opting out last season, he, he splashed uh, in the training camp and a little bit of the preseason that he's been in. You know, when I look at it, like someone like Rashad Perriman, who people are kind of, you know, talking about, wow, that signing kind of came out of nowhere. You know, he is, I think, on a sixth team in the last few years, but he's not, he wasn't brought in to be a top guy. He was brought in to be like the fifth receiver uh, and add some more speed to this offense. Matt Nagy just got like every, like all of these speedsters on this offense. Like, if they can really get it going, this could, you know, it, it, it could be fun, you know, if they have the right quarterback back there, if the quarterback <laughs> can complete passes, whoever that is, you know, maybe it's Dalton, maybe it's Fields. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of speed on offense, you know, with, with Webster. I, I feel like he was definitely brought in to, you know, serve as the punt returner. Uh, so, I mean, at least with Rodney Adams, it wasn't that he wasn't good enough. It's just you know, he didn't add the same kind of special teams value that they needed. Uh, I'm excited to see what Samir Bird can do. You know, he he's an option, I think, on special teams. But, um, you know, you're going to have Khalil Herbert, the rookie running back, uh, returning kicks. And then you're going to have uh, Webster returning um Punts, so I think they're set on that, but you know, it's a little concerning when you look to the future beyond this year, you know, especially because Alan Robinson's not locked down long term, and you know, it's just kind of frustrating when you see who you know. I mean, Darnell Mooney's going to be your number one receiver, he's the only receiver currently under contract for next year, which is not what you want to hear when you have a rookie young, no. uh, up and coming quarterback with Justin Fields, you got to get him some weapons. So I mean, I'm more concerned probably about with next year than this year. You know, it would just be so, I guess, more reassuring if you could just lock down Allen Robinson, just pay the guy what he deserves. Uh, but yeah, I'm a little concerned about receiver beyond this year. An ongoing theme on the podcast, pay Allen Robinson, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and you were you were mentioning the quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields. When are we going to see Fields? Will it be sooner rather than later? And I, I just got to shout you out because on Bears Wire, there is a must-see article. That sounds like it's going to be an article that recurs throughout the year. And it is the leash watch. I love this. As soon as I saw it, Alyssa, I'm like, ooh, what is the leash watch? I'm bring- I got to open this thing up. Open up the article and basically you're, you're throwing out there on a scale of one to ten with one being the shortest leash. We'll have a tracker on Bears Wire that tells us where Dalton's leash is, right? So, you know, is the leash shrinking? Is the leash getting longer? Is he going to be around? For- so you're going to update this every single week, right? We're going we're gonna to have a leash tracker on a scale from one to ten. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, while I went through and doing this whole thing, I had a graphic made and then watched like this last a week. <laughs> Field comes in a week two. Well, that would which, be I mean, I'd be okay with. Yeah. Like, I would completely be okay. But, I mean, I figured it, it's something that has been, definitely been brought up among the fan bases and, you know, obviously the media kind of asking and, 
listening to Matt Nagy and it's, he's going to be constantly answering questions about the quarterbacks. So I was like, let's have a little fun with this. Let's see, you know, how long is it, how long or short is Andy Dalton's leash? And after kind of listening to Matt Nagy talk the other day, like it sounds like, and even a little bit before that, this is like the first time where he kind of mentioned he's like, they've been considering all scenarios. So he's thinking about potential places where they could probably have to put Justin Fields in if it doesn't work out. Obviously, Andy Dalton's performance is going to dictate all of that and whether they're winning or losing. Obviously, he's not helped by the first few weeks of the season having to face the Rams and the Browns defenses. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I figure I'm like, let's have a little bit of fun with this. Again, like all I wish all I hope that Andy Dalton does well, because that would mean the Bears are doing well. But at the same time, I mean, with everyone wanting to see Justin Fields and everything, I'm like, thought we could have a little fun with that you can't help yourself and, and i do i love this this is the best thing i've ever seen so kudos to you this is brilliant um and you had the leash at a five right so entering week one the leash is at a five so we'll see uh movement either way and i just you know we've been talking and i just think there's a serious chance of a shrinkage for the leash on on andy dalton against aaron donald jalen ramsey and the rams defense right this this leash could shrink after week one there's no doubt about it Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's all about the matchup, right? And I think I said for like the way that the leash could get longer, it's simple, beat the Rams, right? And do your job, which I mean, that's, it's, that's a lot easier said than done, especially when you're going up against this defense of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So (laughs) it's going to be quite a test for Andy Dalton. And if he passes the flying colors, it's good for him. I mean, I think we're all being realistic here. I think we know it's going to (laughs) shrink. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a serious chance of that. And it is a tough matchup. We're going to get into that thing a little bit deeper here coming up right after Corey Bonini tells you who to start in fantasy this week. We'll be right back. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit them, start them. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends on a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from thehuddle.com. Fantasy football is finally back, and so am I, Corey Benini here of TheHuddle.com, returning to give you strong plays each week. Let's jump right into it. Week number one, strong plays. Quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville Jaguars at Houston Texans. The Texans have a new regime in place. They lack talent on the back end, and it's unclear what kind of pass rush they'll have without J.J. Watt. This defense gave up 30 passing touchdowns to quarterbacks last year and picked off only three balls. That is ridiculous. Lawrence makes his debut. He has ample targets, and they're finally returning to health at the right time. The backfield is strong, which will keep the pass defense in check. The offensive line is quality, and Jacksonville will probably look to set the tone and let their rookie quarterback come out slinging. San Francisco running backs at Detroit. Another team with a new coaching staff. That's usually what happens when you give up the fifth most rushing yards and the most receiving yards to the position the previous year. No team gave up offensive touchdowns to running backs at a higher rate relative to the touches than this defense. It may be better, but it will take some time to turn around such a mess. San Francisco has injuries at wide receiver. They also have an excellent duo in Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon in the backfield. Look for the offense to ground and pound all day long. Let's make it three in a row of teams that have poor defenses and new coaching staffs in 2021. The Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith takes on the Atlanta Falcons. The secondary is a soft spot for Atlanta. The coaching staff turnover will improve this defense in time, but it's fair to expect it will take a while. The 2020 version gave up the most yards and third most receptions to wide receivers. Philadelphia's rookie new number one wide receiver Smith has a lot to prove and he is healthy. He's a wide receiver three with plenty of upside in most fantasy formats. If you're really looking to make a gamble in fantasy this week, Kyle Rudolph tight end New York Giants versus the Denver Broncos. 
A quote from Rudolph says, Whatever's needed of me, I'm ready to go. He started practicing August 25th after off-season foot surgery, and he has steadily improved according to local reports. Tight end Evan Ingram has an injury of his own and he may not be ready. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay is still iffy. Running back Saquon Barkley is expected to play, but he probably will have a limited workload. Rudolph faces a defense that has improved at cornerback and still has a pretty healthy pass rush, suggesting quarterback Daniel Jones could be forced into a lot of short area passing. That's a space Barkley tends to occupy. This one is absolutely risky, so understand what you're getting into. But there's upside here by way of circumstance for the former Viking. 2021 marks 25 years online for the Huddle.com. Be sure to check out the site and we will show you why we've made champions. All right, good ever fantasy segments back, Alyssa. And um, I got to tell you, I had my big 14-team fantasy draft. I had that on Monday night. And I had my guy, Darnell Mooney, queued up. And I was ready to take him. You know, we've talked about he's one of my favorite sleepers this year. And I panicked and I didn't take him. I took Jacoby Myers. So a little bit of a homer thing there for, for me, you know, my Patriots. <laughs> I went with Jacoby Myers. I just think Jacoby Myers has a chance to be the number one receiver for the Pats this year. And, but I do like Mooney, uh, and, and that was painful, and I just hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Exactly, and I think I'm looking forward to this week, especially I don't know how often we're going to get this matchup, but if you recall, there was some trouble started by the Bears fan base with Jalen Ramsey this offseason with that clip uh, from last season circulating with Darnell Mooney beat Ramsey. <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of selfishly definitely want to see that because I, I want to see Mooney do it again, and I want to see – Dalton actually get in the ball so he can you know break off one of those long touchdowns. I mean, I would absolutely love that. So, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the another matchup that we're looking forward to um, with Ramsey and Allen Robinson. But I mean, like I selfishly do want to see Ramsey versus Mooney. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, we might get that opportunity, especially if they move these guys around a little bit. Darius Williams, the other stud corner for the Rams, might not be 100%. He's got he's questionable. I think he's got an ankle. He's probably going to play, but maybe he's not 100%. So maybe if Mooney's up against Williams and he's not 100%, Mooney could be a sneaky little play in fantasy if you want to stick him in your uh, flex spot. I unfortunately didn't draft him. Um, but, you know, you know, looking at this matchup, I think, you know, one of the big storylines is Allen Robinson versus Jalen Ramsey, right? And, and anytime you get a chance to uh, troll Ramsey on Twitter, you got to do it. So good for the Bears. Uh, I, I think one fantasy topic that people will talk about with the Bears in this matchup is should you sit A-Rob, right? Should you sit him because in his career against Jalen Ramsey, it hasn't been that great. I mean, 13 catches, 127 yards in three games, and hasn't scored a touchdown um, in this one-on-one matchup. And my opinion, Alyssa, and I want to get your take is like, I'm starting Allen Robinson, right? I actually do have him in one of my leagues. And like, I wouldn't sit Allen Robinson to play like Jacoby Myers or Cortland Sutton from the Broncos or someone else who you have on your bench or one of your, your backup receivers. I'm starting Robinson. I'm not messing around with this. I don't think Jalen Ramsey should be the reason you bench him. Uh, I mean, I think both players will, will make plays on each other. I mean, I remember last year in the playoffs, Ramsey talking all that smack against the, when going into that game against the Packers. And Devontae Adams still got his targets, still got his catches, scored a touchdown against him. Like, yeah, he's a good player, but it's football, right? I mean, Allen Robinson, if he's one-on-one with Jalen Ramsey, is going to win some of those matchups. The question is, can the quarterback get him the ball, right? And can the Bears scheme it up and get him the football? But I'm still not benching Allen Robinson in this game just because of Ramsey. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Robinson is the best offensive player that they have on their roster right now until we see what Fields ultimately turned out to be. But, you know, he's your biggest weapon, no doubt. So even going up against Jalen Ramsey, which could be a difficult matchup, I mean, I would still definitely start Robinson. 
I mean, like you said, we can get some matchup changes. There might be times when Ramsey's going with Mooney and then have a three A Rob up and you know, he I mean, he will get open. He will get he will beat Ramsey a couple times. So and then it's also about the quarterback getting him the football, right? So let's think about these matchups. The last time that he's been playing the Rams, he's had Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles as his quarterback. Good so, point. you know, that could that will definitely go a long way as well. The quarterback can get him the ball. So I mean, yeah, there's no way I would I would bench Allen Robinson. He's the most important part, like the most important weapon on that offense, and he will be targeted. Jalen Ramsey, you know, another reason to root for Darnell Mooney getting a couple snaps again. So, you know, Ramsey doesn't like those short, speedy receivers. There was another thing in the preseason this year with Hunter Renfro with the Raiders. Uh, apparently, Hunter Renfro beat Ramsey on a couple plays in their joint practice. And, he, and he's been talking crap, saying, hey, if I could beat Jalen Ramsey, I could beat anybody in this league. And Ramsey's saying, oh, Hunter Renfro didn't beat me. You guys weren't watching. So, uh, you know, anything like that with Ramsey is just pure gold. And uh, I, I hope Mooney smokes him. And I hope Robinson does too. Uh, but who else do you like from, maybe not even from a fantasy perspective, but just overall in this game, Alyssa? What players have to stand out for the Bears for them to stick with this team and beat this team? This is a good Rams team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I think for me, it's like, can you block them? Can you block Aaron Donald in that front? Can we protect Dalton, right? Can we do that thing? I think, can you figure out how to block and can you get Montgomery going? Can you run the football? I I think those are going to be the keys. As boring as that sound, I mean, that's, that's kind of the keys to the game, right? I think Montgomery, if the Bears stick in this game and have a chance to win it, it's because Montgomery had a big game. Oh, absolutely. And kind of when looking at some of the important matchups in this game, the first one I had written down was Aaron Donald versus the interior of the Bears offensive line. Uh, and just like in general and with the run game as well, getting Montgomery going because in the preseason, while, you know, the interior of the Bears offensive line really gelled once must have forgotten there last year after the injuries and the COVID scares and all that, like they were really gelling and the concern was more at the tackle position. But even like that last preseason game when Fields got to play behind the starting line, we kind of we kind of saw it wasn't just the tackles, like the, the interior of the line was struggling too. So they're going to need to step up big. Uh, obviously, the entire offensive line, the tackles, having to you know protect Dalton, that's the first, that's first and foremost. In order for Dalton to have a good game, the offensive line is going to need to step up. In order for Montgomery to get going, the offensive line is going to need to step up. So, I mean, that's going to be the number one thing that I'm watching. It's, it's going to be difficult against this Rams front. But if the offensive line can block, if they can open some holes for David Montgomery, I mean, this game, could, the Bears could very well win this game. Our friends at the Sportsbook Wire are going to give you their sports betting play of the week. And then Alyssa and I will be back to talk about the spread and whether we want to bet the Bears side or the Rams side. We'll do that coming up next. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, joined by my colleague Jeff Clark. Monday Night Football Week 1 features the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. Fans finally in attendance at the Death Star. I think that's enough to push the Raiders toward a cover at plus four and a half points. I don't think they went out right, but I think they stay maybe within a field goal here. Jeff, you agree with me or should people be back in the Ravens? I agree with you. And most importantly, I'm pretty sure the house agrees with you and we should be on the same side as the house. 
because that's who wins. We're seeing some reverse line movement in the betting market with nearly 70% of the money and the public backing the Ravens, but the line has came down from Baltimore laying six and a half on the opener to four and a half. There's still a little bit of value left at the Raiders at four and a half because the Ravens have several skill position players that are going to be sidelined, including first round draft pick wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Uh, J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill in the backfield, and second tight end Nick Boyle is doubtful. So I'm going to take the Raiders at plus four and a half, and they're, well, finally in front of their new home crowd. All right, the odds on the Tipico Sportsbook app, Alyssa. Bears, seven and a half point underdogs in L.A. for this season opener. Uh, unfortunately, if they do get torched in this game, as you know, it seems like people are predicting, it's on Sunday night football, so the primetime audience watching this and I'm sorry to Bears fans I hate to, to to do this but I'm on the Rams side of this spread right now I think I just I don't like the spot Alyssa I think the Rams have a good pass rush they have good secondary they have everything you need to exploit the Bears weakness at quarterback and I think Andy Dalton is still uh, not the solution and you know I think there are some real question marks in the secondary this week for the Bears and you got Sean McVay there to exploit it, right? I mean, we haven't talked about Kendall Vildor being <laughs> starting in that secondary opposite Jalen Johnson. Love Jalen Johnson, but Kendall Vildor is going to be starting. Duke Shelley's going to be out there. Your top three corners are really young, and they're going out there against one of the toughest offenses you can go against. Matthew Stafford's joined the Rams, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Good scheme with Sean McVay. I just think it all adds up to a, a tough opener for the Bears. Uh, what do you think? I think I'm on the Rams side of a seven and a half point spread. I know this might come as a surprise to you, but I'm on the Rams side as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not no, a surprise. Like for every, every, exactly. It's not really a surprise. I think for every reason that you were stating there, just the Rams is kind of uh, like at every position, like and at their weaknesses. Like you mentioned, cornerback was something that we hadn't talked about and. I'm excited to see what Jalen Johnson is going to do in his second year. Cause I remember uh, Sean Gibson, the bear safety who was around when Jalen Ramsey was in Jacksonville and made that big leap from year one to year two. He actually said that Jalen, he told Jalen Johnson that he expects him to make a similar leap that Ramsey did. And I was like, Whoa, that's kind of high praise. Sure. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what Jalen Johnson's going to do. But like with Vildor there, I mean, no one definitively won that battle from like when we were watching out there between him and Artie Burns. And then, like you said, in the slot, maybe it'll be Marquis Christian getting in there. It's just there's so many question marks. And when you're going up against some high powered offenses, like that's just not a recipe for success. Uh, and then going back to the offensive side of the ball. I mean, like I said, if the Bears offensive line does their job, they could win this game. But I don't have faith that they can. There's just too too many question marks. Jermaine Effetti came out like a, he was a dud in that last preseason game. I know he was coming back and he hadn't played in a while. And I'm, I think Jason Peters would be fine there at left tackle. It's just there's a lot of question marks. And then with the offensive line struggling, that's going to lead to Andy Dalton struggling. And, you know, they're going to run the ball. And then Matt Nagy's going to get freaked out and just start throwing all the time. Like, <laughs> it's just going to be a mess. Like, we've seen this happen before. Yeah. They, this is the fourth year they're playing each other. And the first one went the Bears' way. It was great. And then the last two have, you know, not gone as well. And I think this is going to take a similar path and the home team has won each of the last four games and this game is in los angeles so yeah yeah. it's a a good point and you know you got to factor in too we haven't played in front of a crowd in over a year they're playing in la Mm -hmm. on the road 
It's going to be a hyper crowd. I think the Rams are kind of back. They got rid of Jared Goff, so that fan base is just ecstatic automatically. Whenever you get rid of uh, Jared Goff, Alyssa, your fan base is uh, basically throwing a parade or ready to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald, right? He's the guy, number 99. I mean, he is just a wrecker. He just wrecks the whole game. His ability to disrupt from the interior, you don't really see that very often anymore in the league. The, those guys, those nose tackle types that just completely you can't block and just are all over the place. That guy's super rare. It's probably why Aaron Donald's the uh, defensive player of the year every year. But, you know, I guess we could end it here. What do you think about the total? It's at 46 and a half. Again, I just don't think the Bears are set up to score a lot in this game. I, I just think they're going to have a hard time scoring. I didn't see enough in the preseason to have a lot of confidence that Dalton can get this the ball moving. Didn't have a ton of preseason reps and with the reps that they did have. A lot of three and outs, a lot of concern there for the offense just clicking. And I just think the Bears could struggle offensively a little bit on the road. And I think the under is kind of in play here at 46 and a half. Also, first game of the year, I expect both teams to kind of settle, need to settle in a little bit. So I think the under at 46 and a half, that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, it's like you're like inside my head. Like, I mean, completely <laughs> agree again. <laughs> like, I love it. I'm looking at that, unless the Rams are going to go off. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I don't see how I don't see the Bears offense scoring that much. Uh, And I also don't like you said, I don't see the Rams offense kind of going off even with the questions at cornerback for the Bears. So I would definitely take the under there. It's, uh, you know, but then again, it could get ugly. You never know. (laughs) But I'm still going to I feel good sticking with the under on that. Yeah. But hey, look, this is a tough opener. But Sunday night football. Bears football's back. Football's back overall. You know, it begins Thursday night here in a couple days. Like, it doesn't get much better than this, as we said to lead off the show. So, it's just great to be back talking about real football games again, Alyssa. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stoked right now, and uh, hopefully the Bears surprise us. I think, I think a lot of people are kind of feeling like we do about this game. The Bears are on a, a rough side of this, but maybe they'll surprise us and play well. And maybe the Dalton leash won't shrink too much. We'll see. I, I actually, I'm predicting some shrinkage on the leash, but. We'll see. Maybe he'll surprise us. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I would love that. Again, like I would love to see Andy Dalton go out there because he's he's been hearing it for months and he's he has. he's a good guy, so he's not going to say anything about, or anything. So, <laughs> I mean, I would love for him to go out and just kind of prove everyone wrong and you know give like you know obviously like a hidden middle finger to everybody. Like, hey, what do you think about me now? Or a little Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I'll grab the crotch <laughs> like or something. That? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. Do a little do a little <laughs> dance out there. Do something. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Andy Dalton, stick it to us. Let's see. Let's see it. I yeah. would absolutely love that. I would. And then if that happens too, we will come back next week on the pod and we will praise him. Yeah. And that leash will get longer. Just ask, I hope. I hope it. I hope it does. Just ask Ryan pace we are not we will flip and we will praise the hell out of you when you do something we like so uh yeah. or ask nick Foles. <laughs> oh sure <laughs> nick Foles. we turned on him like back and forth about a hundred oh. times you know <laughs> and i now i forget he's even on the team uh but yeah he's still there nick Foles still there in the somewhere in the background this year <laughs> yeah no yeah put him in bubble wrap he could be the covid emergency guy or something yeah. uh but hey you know football's back everybody enjoy the game enjoy some bears football on a sunday night we'll be back next week to break it all down This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.